welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwave airwave style at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, who is the real, mur- real murderer of Jason Blossom, and Megan, who was recently polled by 200 hockey men to be the best eulogy writer of all time. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. We need to caveat this episode with it. It's, it's 8 a.m. on Sunday. It, yeah, and uh, this is just not going to go well. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're both sitting here looking like we're super hungover. I don't think either of us are. No. But it's just going to be ugly. It's rough. It's yep. going to be a shorter one today for sure. Yep. Because we just don't have the energy. <laughs> yeah, we had something like kind of clever planned, and I was like, that's too much brain power. Let's do that next time. <laughs> I even tried to, like, do research last night to have a good answer for it. Which means, Erin Kelly, if you're listening to this, I'm not answering your second round draft question until next week because I do not have the brain power. <laughs> we'll get there, I promise. Okay. Oh, my God. There's a lot happening in the hockey world this week, so we're going to start with that stuff, as always. The Oilers. Let's talk about the Oilers. Yes. It's round favorite, two. It's our favorite team. It's our favorite. Well, I... I know. They're still my favorite team. I'm just salty. You are salty. Mm-hmm, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Tonight is uh, game three of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the Oilers are in it. And I don't know what to do with that information. I really don't either. And as I said on Twitter, so happy to have been wrong. Yeah. About... I mean, my hockey pool is not happy that I was wrong. But, like, <laughs> on a personal level, I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm feeling that way, too. Although, it's been... Uh, and I've been talking about this on Twitter a lot. I feel like my personal actions are influencing the team because every time they play and I go to bed during the second intermission, they win. So does that mean tonight you're going to go to bed at like 7 o'clock? I can't. Because they play at 5? It's impossible. So they're going to lose. I don't know. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, God, don't put that on me. It's okay. I'm wearing a different game day t-shirt because I decided I can't keep wearing the same janky shirt. I know. I That's was gross. my Puyi RV one and then it's still wet from laundry last night. Like so. if I was staying home and not going to the game tonight, I probably would. But yeah. I feel like I can't wear that shirt. Because um, I haven't washed it since the last time. I, so yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I'm just going to sit at home and there's going to be people around and stuff. So I'm wearing a different game day shirt. So if they lose, it's on us. And I'm also rocking Ryan Jones. <laughs> So oh. take with that whatever you want. <laughs> Guaranteed loss. <laughs> or it's just going to be in the penalty box a whole bunch. <laughs> One or the other. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they're up 2-0 on uh, the Ducks, which is interesting. Um, they got outworked and outplayed super hard in game two. I know, I feel so bad for Cam. So if the Oilers don't get out to an early lead, they, they're going to lose because they can't, they can't fend off the Ducks forever, I no. don't think. And it's impossible to rely on Cam so heavily, repeatedly, because that's just just a statistical probability of that working out over a long time is not in your favor. He's going to need to sleep at some point. Yeah. And it might happen during this game. Who knows? He might just be like, I'm done. I'm sorry, guys. After game two, I think it was game two or game one, he had an interview, uh, and whoever was interviewing said, like, aren't you tired? And he... Cam was like, do I look tired? Yeah, but what else is he going <laughs> to say, But I love though, right? that like, response. But, but, but what else is he going to say? Cam's like, you know what? I am actually exhausted. Just existentially tired. But to have that... I got twins at home. I don't sleep. Being on the road is, like, the best thing in the world because yeah. the kids are waking me up at night, but I'm really fucking tired. Like, I bet... I feel like that's probably how it feels in real life. I'm sure at home he sleeps separately away from the twins, especially for game nights. 
You would hope so. 100%. You would hope. I wonder, I know, like, in football and stuff, I don't know about in this, but I know in in football, like, if the Packers have a home game, let's say, um, in the playoffs, they'll stay in a hotel the night before. Really? Even if it's at home, yeah. Um, I can't remember, I read a thing about where it is, and it's, like, just outside of Green Bay, but yeah, they stay in a hotel, so that everyone's, like, on the same routine, and nice. whatever, yeah, which kind of makes sense, so I wonder if they do the same thing here. I don't know. But I did notice that even during warm-ups and stuff like that, and this seems to be happening for a lot of teams, and this might be our segue into that, but especially the Oilers seem really loose. They seem like they're having a lot of fun. That's because there was <laughs> Dan Barnes wrote an article yesterday said that uh, Cam Talbot controls the pleasure level in the Oilers' locker room. That was literally the headline. The pleasure, the pleasure level? level. Them hockey men, they're going, they're going hard this week. What does that even mean? I don't know. But my comment on Twitter was, well, they do look pretty relaxed lately. <laughs> Did I don't know. See, did you see that mic'd up uh, thing from before the dressing room of, of game one where Hen- Hendy's going around and he's like tapping everybody and he's like trying to amp him up? No. Oh, and he like for each person he's got like a funny line to say about them and he gets to Connor and he goes, the best player in the game. And like everybody burst into laughter. That's funny. It's really funny. Although I suppose if that's what Matt Hendricks' role in the playoffs is, that's probably the best role for him. Oh, for Away sure. Away from the ice. Just don't even step on the ice ever. Well, he was dressed and he did play. I'm pretty sure. No, he hasn't played. Has he played? I don't think he's played. Not well, this he, round. He was dressed. Yeah. In that video. Gross. Matt Hendricks is not the answer. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Jake Kajula doesn't go tonight. Matt Hendricks is not the answer. Any, literally anybody else on an empty roster spot probably better than Matt Hendricks I, at this point. Speaking of that, I had uh, dinner with Malcolm last night and he, we already talked about how we steal each other jokes, but... He, he was talking about how, um, I don't know where he heard it from, but his point was even if you were to, like, put a lottery and just put two schmoes from the city on Connor, on Connor's line in any game, you'd still be, like, number one point scoring line in the NHL. Um, probably. <laughs> and I kind of feel that way with the team as well. Yeah, pretty much. Put anyone with Connor and shit's gonna happen. So, Yeah. That's sort of the fear, right? Like, I mean, this year's fine and whatever. And, like, I very sincerely hope they don't win the Stanley Cup this year. And I don't mean that because I don't want the others to win a Stanley Cup. Because believe me, I do. But I feel like if, you know, whatever, all things being equal and they do it this year. Um, it's going to change. We're, yeah, it's going to yeah. change the complexion of the team. And I would much rather see guys like Drysaddle and Nurse and whatever stick around for a while. Yeah. You know, so like Drysaddle's contracts up and give him a bridge deal and then pay him all of the money. Um, I wouldn't pay him all of the money right now. I would pay him all of the money in three years' time. Um, so I'd like to see that, you know, sort of stick together for a bit. Yeah. So it would be nice if they didn't win the Stanley Cup. Because last time the Oilers went to the Stanley Cup final, um, Sean Horkoff got that contract, which is fine. But everybody else, it kind of sewered things for a while. So, and now here we are. Do we know about Drake yet? Is he okay? I haven't seen anything this morning. I also really didn't look at Twitter. Yeah, I didn't even look really at Twitter early. yesterday. I was too busy. <laughs> and it's really early right now, and I haven't had time to process <laughs> yeah. like ninety percent of the things that are happening in the, <laughs> in the world right now. So, no, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll find out, I guess, tonight. Um, it didn't look good though. It looked like no, it hurt. A lot. I felt bad because it looked also really funny. It really did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Hockey's like, have you ever seen that gif of, like, when everybody just sort of forgets to hockey all at once? It's no. The Red Wings and the Blues. I'll, if I can find it, I'll put it on our website. It's, like, the Red Wings and the Blues, and, like, I don't know. These guys are, like, crashing the net or whatever, and it's... People are falling all over the place, and I think somebody whiffs on a shot, but then, like, somebody from the Blues, like, gets plastered into the boards right in front of where the camera is. <laughs> and it's just, like... It's the most incredible thing. And if I find it, I will... I will absolutely put that gif up on our on our website because like it's yeah it's gold it's comedy and that was sort of what Drake's injury like it was bad but then when I watched it over again I was like oh that was kind of funny I yeah I had this like I could not stop laughing to be fair I'm pretty sure you guys actually tripped by John Gibson I'm pretty sure that's how it happened but I'm not quite sure but what was funny about it is that like whatever the trip happens he falls and then he kind of gets up like on his knees and then he spins and then the boards are right there (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like he uh, should know more than anyone where his orientation is on the ice right then. Yeah, yeah, he would know better than literally anyone else in <laughs> yeah. the building. Yeah, that's true. And to just be caught by surprise that there's wooden boards. That is true. Surrounding you is quite humorous to me. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Sorry, Jake. We like you. We like you. We but it was again. Okay. Thanks we for doing that. Okay. Um, round two predictions. Well, unfortunately, there's. I don't think there's a lot of guesswork in this. I, I don't know about the others yet, but I think the Penguins are probably going to win. Yeah. Um, the Caps might win a game, but I doubt it. Yeah, they're having a real tough time. They are having a real tough time. I do feel bad for, like, the four Caps fans that exist for real. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But I do, because, like, I, they've been around, I mean, my whole life, right? And so, like, I just, I know that the Caps have always kind of been there. I know they've never won. I know... They had those abominations of jerseys back in, like, the Olaf Kolzig, Jim Carrey goalie. Not that Jim Carrey. A different Jim Carrey. My face is blank right yeah, now. Yeah, I just no <laughs> idea what's going on. Um, but they had those, like, abominations of jerseys for a while. So I like that they're back to... Um, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like, they had the Capitol building on their jerseys at one point oh, in time. Really? Yeah, it was dumb. I like that they're back to, like, the capitals of my childhood, but also in the same way, back to the capitals of my childhood and that they can't win anything. Oh. Um, and, like, yeah, I feel bad. Because Ovechkin's really good. He is. And, yeah, I just don't... But, Especially if you're playing penguins, it's... Yeah. If you weren't playing penguins, possibly... Well, and, yeah, like, if, if, the, if the Caps were playing either the Senators or the Rangers... I was going to say the Bruins, but, like, no, that's not true. Or the Rangers, like, they would probably win that series. Yeah. And then you'd meet the Penguins in the conference final, and then... And then who knows at that point. Um, so the playoff format maybe sucks for that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I think the Penguins are going to win. I'm going to say Penguins in five. I'll say six just for fun. Caps are going to roll back. They're going to win game three. And then the Penguins are going to be like, sorry, we let you go- get close. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We're going to beat you <laughs> seven to one. Um, which I think was last night was six to two, so not far off. Yeah, it was um, rough. Ottawa and the Rangers, I watched that game yesterday, and I loved every minute of it. It was very It was intense. a great game, and I feel like I'm annoyed that the Senators couldn't sell it out. Yeah. I mean, I get it. The arena's, like, eight hours out of Ottawa, and, like, I understand all of those it's things, but that was so great. It was such a good game. Um, and to and have that momentum to come back after being down, what, 4-2? Yeah. And come then... back, double OT... Yeah, and to win 6-5 on a four-goal performance by a hometown boy, like, you cannot write a better story than that. No. Um, So I think Ottawa's going to win that one. Maybe in five. Um, Rangers got a big hole to dig themselves out of. They do, and their sends are up 2-0 now, hey? Yeah. And, like, 
Henrik Lundqvist is still good. But the rest of the team is But the rest of the team's good. not as good. And Hank's getting old. Yeah. Maybe that means he needs to leave New York and come play with a better team. So where he has a chance to actually win a cup. Where would that be? Edmonton. <laughs> you could back up Cam Talbot. Oh my <laughs> god. The poetry I mean, <laughs> of that is beautiful. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I don't know. I know Calgary's going to need a goalie. Because Brian Elliott wasn't the answer this year, so who knows? I don't know. Maybe that's maybe it's time for that. Maybe. Yeah. That would be interesting. That I'm going to go sentence in four. I'm going to be dramatic. Oh, wow. going to be real dramatic. Um, who else is playing in the West? Nashville and St. Louis? Is yeah. that the thing? And they're, they're tied, right? I think they're tied. I... I'm pretty sure. Do not know. Um, I... We are good hockey fans. We're super... I'm a great hockey fan. (laughs) Um, I just don't know what's happening in that series. I do know, though, we're going to talk about this in a minute, about PK, in just a minute here. Um, yeah, the series tied 1-1, according to the score. Um, I'll say Nashville in six. Nashville in six? Okay. I can go with that. I think that I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Jake Allen is probably still playing lights out for the Blues. Um, but you but need more than that, yeah. Do you need a little bit more than Jake Allen? Um, and I feel like Nashville's performance has been more whole team. Oh, yeah. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks in four. Oh, my God. Those tweets that everybody keeps doing about... Dave Lozo, you are doing the Lord's work <laughs> with your tweets about the How many the goals other people have compared to the Blackhawks as like, a team? Like, Pajot yesterday had more goals in one game than the Blackhawks had in four games. Yeah. And, like, so anytime anyone want to keep tweeting those at us, like, do it. Um, I'm here for it. That's pretty great. I think they're really funny. And I will retweet everyone that I see. So if you make 40 of them, I'll retweet, retweet them 40 <laughs> times. I don't even care. I think they're amazing. Um, they're not as funny as the Jamie Ben jokes. Okay, so we need to talk about his tweet. We'll get there in a second. And we, okay. We're going to decide between um, Taylor Hall's tweet yesterday and Jamie Ben's tweet the other day. Which one was better? I have a clear favorite. We know which one is better. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, this discussion. Oh, yeah. And the Oilers. Um, Ducks in seven. I'm saying Oilers in six. That's fair. I, I think I think just considering that like the others were so 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 outplayed um, the other night, and like the Ducks could very conceivably come back and do to us what we did to the Sharks in '06 and just I... win four straight. Like it's entirely possible because I don't totally I don't is. think that they're unmatched at all. No, and what I what I what I feel gives the Oilers an edge is even though they were outplayed, they were able to hold on to it in Anaheim, and that's really important. That's fair, but it also probably didn't feel that much like an away game because like half the, half the crowd were, were Oilers fans. I'm so impressed with the people who are traveling alongside the team. Like that yeah. is amazing. And I had I'm some so buddies who've done it, and like I'm kind of jealous that they're doing it, but at the same time, like yeah, then you gotta go to the states and like. Yeah, I'm not crazy about doing that. Do Will they do the same to go to Ottawa if it's an Oilers-Ottawa Cup final? My guess is no. I 100% would. Um, do you know how much more expensive it would be to travel to Ottawa than to travel to California? Yeah, but then it's like, I know Ottawa. I guess. I'm just saying. I think people and are going driving to... driving Anaheim Are people going to Are people going to go to fucking St. Louis? If it was over May Long, I would roadie it down to St. Louis. That'd be fun. If I remember, when I was in university, uh, a couple guys that I went to school with, um, they drove down to Anaheim for whatever games, games one and two of that series. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. In a Ford Focus, there's three of them. Yeah, why not? 
Because it was a Ford Focus. <laughs> like, anyway. But, yeah, and it was however long the drive was. 24-hour drive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember they did that. That was back when we were, like, <laughs> young and carefree and didn't have jobs. And that's why. Over me stuff. long. We yeah. got that long break, man. We do. That's true. Oh, God. <laughs> they need to be out before then. Oh, no. <laughs> just saying. Oh, no. No, I just, I want them to do well. I really do. But I feel like they just need to be done this year. Like, this round would be good. Um, cause people like, I, and it's not so much for the team. It's like, it's for the fans. I don't know if the fan base can handle. Well, the fact that Roger's place was sold out plus. I know. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. It's a bit over the top. It is a little bit. I, I get wanting to be around the people and whatever, but like, it's just hockey. At it the was... end of it, which like for me to say that is like saying a lot, but like, it's just a hockey game. Yeah. And I don't like how everyone is. Like, it's great that people are super stoked and excited that the Oilers are winning, but, like, when the game ends at midnight, don't be a dick and drive downtown, like, honking your horn, screaming, let's go Oilers, because, like, believe it or not, there are people in this city and also don't who don't it. give two fucks about hockey. And also don't berate people who don't know, or don't berate children who are wearing the opposite jersey. Yeah, you know. or, like, if someone decides that they aren't an Oilers fan, like, just leave them alone. Like, if someone doesn't know about what happened in the game, or who scored the winner, or whatever, like, it, who cares? Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, it's a bit too... There's a little bit of mob mentality happening, which is concerning. It is a little bit strange, yeah. It's like... To the point where the city of Edmonton is being very proactive about that. Like, you can't park on White or Jasper Ave yeah. during games. Just in case. Just in case. And, like, fair enough, right? Because, like, the last time the Oilers hit the playoffs, um, we won a game. I can't... I don't even remember. I think... I want to say it was in round two, maybe. I don't know. And people, like, burned things. Yeah. And smashed store windows because they were happy. Like, to be fair, we didn't burn anything down when they lost the cup. Which was good. People, I think, were just done with hockey at that point. Yeah. I was in Red Deer, so I didn't really have an awareness of that. Yeah, I remember it was, um... Yeah. I don't know. I just... I feel like for the fans, I think... That people need to just remember that A, it's just a game, and B, like, it's not life or death. Yeah. And it, you shouldn't treat it that way. And, like, I'm not telling people that they can't, like, get tattoos of, like, their favorite. I Do what you gotta do. It's all good. You know, tape over Taylor Hall's name on your jersey and put Chris Russell's name. It's oh. gross and disgusting, but, like, do it if you have to. That is, tape that is over, the one thing I disagree with. Do not do that. Tape <laughs> over right. tape over Chris Pronger on your jersey and put uh, Zach Cassian in. Actually, no, don't do that because that's a jersey foul. But, like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Like, do what you gotta do. How is the Russell one not a jersey foul? Because at least they wore the same jerseys. It's still dumb. The, the same eras of jerseys. I get it. Like, you can't take a Pronger third, like McFarland third, and then, like, tape over that. And put Cassie on. It's just not okay. Okay, yeah. That right? That's true. Yeah. But, like, Taylor Hall wore these jerseys, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta just accept it. People are doing it. That's so dumb. It's awful. It's the worst. It, like, it drives me insane. But people do it, so whatever. But, like, do those things. Do all those things. Enjoy the games. Have fun. Go to the bar. Like, I don't care. But just, it's just a fucking hockey team. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna leave at one point, too. Let's not forget that. If they had left in 97 or whatever it was. Well, and 2014 when Kate's shopped in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, when they were looking for that arena deal. I mean, that's how we got that arena deal. But if, uh, yeah, they could have gone to Seattle, we would never know. I feel like I could learn a lot from Daryl Cates and how he negotiates ultimatums. 
I'm going to take those tips and put them in my back pocket. <laughs> For the, <laughs> For the next time you need to worry about moving your multi-billion dollar, your multi-million dollar sports franchise. Guys, I am married to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Who maybe have, has listened to this podcast. He's listened to all of them now and I don't like it. I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Um, well, hi, Chris. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that you have to experience this. Not that you don't know, but that you just have to experience <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, we have on our list of things to talk about something current. Um, question and then mark? A sixth unknown thing, also a question mark. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about PK Subban for a minute. Do it. Um, so Mike Milbury, who uh, <laughs> has the... Uh, coach and general manager uh, in Boston uh, is known for a lot of things. My most enduring memory of Mike Milbury happened, I don't know, I was probably like seven or eight. He uh, was swearing at the refs on TV, on Hockey Night in Canada, and that was the very first time that I remember lip-reading the word fuck. Oh, He nice. was so mad, and my I was like, whoa, Mike Milbury's mad. My dad's like, yep, don't ever say that word. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dad lied. <laughs> Didn't come true. Um, and, uh, and, and I put that on Twitter the other day, and so I was like, you mean you don't remember when you beat that guy over the head with his shoe? And I was like, oh, I remember it, but I didn't see that happen live. Like, I remember very clearly the camera, like, on Milbury, centered on him, and he's just losing his mind. Um, anyway, he called P.K. Subban a clown. Yes. The other day, because Subban... Uh, dances during warm-ups has fun and has fun and has like a personality and isn't the most boring person in the league um like everybody else yeah. like i love conrad david but he is one of the most boring interviews i've ever heard in my entire life it would be immensely more engaging to interview a loaf of bread <laughs> it really kind of would be um or at least entertaining for to interview someone who like doesn't speak English as a first language. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? You like at least have to work to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, PK is a very uh, he's a big personality, right? He's uh, very engaging, um, and I feel like Mike Milbury and calling him a clown um, is making a values judgment um, on what he believes to be. Um, sort of good hockey behavior and bad hockey behavior because he doesn't think that you should have fun and be loose, I guess, before you play a game. Which is so ironic because Milbury is not... Milbury is not exactly known for, like, being loose. Or a role model. (laughs) (laughs) In any way. I would like to see the $10 million that he donated to a children's hospital. Yeah. Is what I'd like to see. Receipts, Milbury. Check your seats. And also, if you're so offended by PK, you should probably say something about the Rangers. Because yesterday, before their game, they were warming up by playing football with the puck. And clearly it didn't work because they lost (laughs) (laughs) 6-5. Just saying. But Milbury said nothing about them being clowns, and it looked ridiculous. I don't know if you've ever seen a hockey player try and throw a puck like a football, but it's dumb. It's real dumb. Especially in full pads and skates. And... What I did enjoy was that I saw a lot of quote tweets of the gif and then people using the clown emoji. Yeah. Just waiting for something. Yeah, but nothing. nothing. So let, let's hear it. No worry. Let's hear what you got. But anyway, like PK, I read an article yesterday out of uh, uh, the journal uh, de Montréal and um, 
It was interesting because they blamed uh, Michelle Therrien for P- for PK's exodus from Montreal, and I think that like I mean, there's I think some other factors, but I think that that probably played a really large part. Because um, I don't know, Kelsey, if you remember, but a few years ago, um, Therrien banned PK and Carey Price from doing their triple low five after a win. Yeah. Um, because it looked, I don't know, it was showboating or whatever the hell word he used. And I was just like, they're hockey players. Like, how, that's just a little thing. They're not bragging. It's just a thing. Like, just let them, like, how is this no fun? I don't understand that. And that maybe was the beginning of the end for PK in Montreal. And then last year, I don't remember the exact sequence, and I was going to look it up and watch it before, but then somebody showed up at my house way earlier than she <laughs> said she was going to. Um... <laughs> But uh, last year against uh, the Avalanche, I can't remember the sequence, but I know like PK, like he blew a tire and he fell, mm-hmm. and then Colorado scored, and Terrian called him out um, with his boneheaded play. But he literally like he lost an edge. Mm-hmm. Um, he got, I mean, okay, whatever. He got caught kind of like pinching a bit. Whatever, it's fine. But like he lost an edge and he got burned, and puck went in the net and. You can't blame the guy for that, I don't think. Um, but he called him out, like, in the media and in his press conference after the fact. And then I think the next uh, the next home game, um, PK came out and said how much, like, he loved Montreal. Like, on the ice, they interviewed him on the ice afterwards. And they had broadcasted it over the loudspeaker. Yeah. And he talked about how much he loved Montreal and whatever. But, like, that was... Um, Which is the high road to take. A hundred percent the high road how to take. How petty is it as a coach... To blast your players in the media. Like, how does that inspire confidence and trust? It doesn't. No. Um, but, like, or Montreal, respect. Montreal has that weird, like, gotta have a French-speaking coach thing for reasons that I don't... I mean, I understand them, but they don't make any sense. No. Um, and so I feel like had they had somebody not French, <laughs> maybe that wouldn't have happened either. Like, I don't know. The, I think the culture thing in Montreal is more from management and coaching than it is from the players. Yeah. And I think that's a problem. And it's, like, enforced top-down. Yeah. Yeah, you have to... You have, you must fit into the mold or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. So that whole, like, hockey culture thing, I think it's bullshit. There's a lot of things about hockey that are bullshit. All of them are bullshit. Well, like, the da- that... like, the Dallas Stars never won the Stanley Cup because Brett Hull's foot was in the crease. That's bullshit. <laughs> Just saying. That whole season, it was such a big deal. Like, every fucking goal was called back because someone's toe was, like, in the crease. And then Brett Hall's full foot in the crease on the winning goal. Did you see that call? Um, oh, no, and you weren't watching last night. But there was this bullshit call during the Penguins game where they said Malkin had interfered with the goalie on the goal. And he was, like, a foot away from mm-hmm. Poppy. And thank God for reviews and challenges. Yeah. Because that was utterly incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. Anyway, uh, hockey's bullshit, all of it. Um, but I bet you two hundred hockey men would say otherwise. <laughs> two hundred hockey men agree. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Uh, just because of reasons. So much of me this week was just uh, <laughs> over and over again. Goddamn hockey. So okay, so we're gonna t- we weren't gonna talk about this thing. But then Taylor Hall sent out a tweet yesterday, so I think it makes it okay because yeah. you kind of capped it off. So. The Oilers played Wednesday night and they played Friday night, and today is whatever, Sunday the 30th? Is that what the yeah, day is? That's yeah, that's today. So they played on Friday night. Was that Friday night? No, it was Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night. Dumb. So game one was Wednesday night. It was a late game um, in Anaheim. I think it started at 8 or 8.30, whatever, it doesn't matter. And uh, about halfway through the third period, 
maybe a little bit before, but I started to see it really in earnest about halfway through the third. People were tweeting um, things like, oh, does anyone feel sorry for Halsey 09 now? Nope, not man. Like, just a whole bunch of shit. Or Adam Larson has more goals in playoffs. playoff goals than Taylor Hall does this season. Well, no fucking kidding. Taylor Hall's not in the playoffs. Like, I, you can't score and playoff goals if your team's not in the playoffs. The or if you play for Chicago. Life. You can't do it. <laughs> You're so happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, and the other thing, too, about Adam Larson, he had two goals on Wednesday night, right? Yeah, two goals. And yeah. one of his goals was, like, a Taylor Hall textbook Style goal. goal. Like, yeah. he carried the puck out of the defensive zone, through the neutral zone, into the offensive zone, and scored a goal, which is literally what Taylor Hall used to do all the time, because yeah. he had no defenseman to get in the puck. Yeah. Just saying. So all of you who, like, lost your minds over that Larson goal, just remember, we Taylor Hall did it first. Did and better. Oh, 100% um, better. Yeah. Like, that was... Larson's never scoring again, just so you know. <laughs> like, that was it. That was his playoff goal-scoring contribution. And that's okay. That's not his role to score. That's and that's job. fine. And he's that's been absolutely 100% fine. He really has. He really has. He's been a good addition. Um. So, here's the thing. When Taylor Hall got traded in June, uh, he didn't want to go. Uh, I still haven't actually listened to his, like, trade day comments, and I haven't listened to Peter Trelli's, like... You um, haven't? No, I refuse. Because you haven't listened to Taylor's. No, because people told me they sounded like he was gonna cry, and I was like, yeah, I don't need to be part of that. I didn't think he was gonna cry. He was real pissed off. Um, maybe I will someday, but I have also haven't listened to Charlie's uh, trade day. Oh, I've, it was. I've just seen time. the I've just seen the body language, and I'm like, man, it's garbage. Um, so I've it just was given a up. lot of irrational justification. Yeah, it's just the price you have to pay. Um, and you know what, Larson's been fine, and this is not a dig on Larson at all. I think he's he's filled the role that we needed him to fill. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate that the price was so high. Yes. And I'll leave that there. Um, but. The success of this The success of season. the Oilers and this season. Is has, not because of that. It's not because of Adam Larson. <laughs> like, he's been very good and he's definitely, like, our defense has improved and there's a whole bunch of things that we can say. Um, but Adam Larson is not the only reason that the Oilers are better. No. Um, we could just do a real quick rundown. Connor played all the games. Oscar Clefbaum played, played all, all the games. games. Jordan Eberle played all the games. Talbot. Sort of when he played. Um, Had 42 wins. Yeah, Talbot was <laughs> lights out. Like, he was playing unconscious, basically. Um, Nuge is suddenly a Nuge is like an actual defensive <laughs> specialist. Like, he's supposed to. Which is, is what he should be. Yeah. And he's this season, he's been really good. Um, I will grudgingly admit that Milan Lucic did, like, one good thing once. Um, a five-on-five goal. <laughs> <laughs> one time. Um, and then he can just go away and take his $6 million with him. Um, I will, like, there's a whole bunch of things. Chris Russell, for all of you, I don't, whatever, I'm not, I don't care enough about Chris Russell to fight. But, like, is he great? No. But has he done what they need him to do? Yeah. Does he sacrifice his body a lot to block shots? Yeah, if he was better at his job, he wouldn't have to sacrifice his body so much. But, like, that's a conversation for another day. But, like, he does, right? Like, he fucks up and then he tries to make amends at least. But, like... I do that on my career, too. Yeah. So we're okay. Well, exactly, right? And, like, <laughs> Darnell Nurse has been a lot better. Last game, he was super undisciplined and needs to, like, maybe rein that in. But, like, he's grown up a little bit. There's a whole bunch of reasons why the Oilers are better. Pat Maroon is somehow a goal-scoring god on yeah. Connor's wing, which, again, I think supports Kelsey's hypothesis that literally anyone Anybody. could be. Yeah. Um, but that's not because of Adam Larson. You'll notice that I didn't mention Adam Larson in any of those things. Yeah. And so for people to, like make that false equivalency argument that correlation does not equal causation. No, not even a little bit. That deleting Taylor Hall and adding Adam Larson to the lineup changes the fortunes of the team. 
Uh, I think if you do that last year but have the same injury problems and the same whatever, the Oilers are, like, in the basement of the league. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a whole bunch of things at play here that I think people need to remember. And, like, don't tweet at Taylor Hall. No. Um, I wrote a thing this week on the Oilers rig about this because it was just, I was angry. Like, and it's not, you know, whatever. I have reasons, I guess. But I was just mad. I was pissed off about people tweeting at him. And, like, yeah, sure, he probably doesn't read his mentions because it's like, well, who would? I wouldn't. No, not um, as a public figure like Sometimes that. when I write stuff, I don't even like to read my mentions. Because I'm you like, You did during the eulogy, and I don't know why you did. The eulogy was okay. Actually, I didn't get much on Twitter. It was, like, just idiots. Okay, the comments. comments yeah. That was pretty funny, though. Um, I got like, your back. I got your back with those. But like, just don't tweet at the guy. Like he didn't. A he didn't want to leave. That's that's the first thing. Like he planned to be here forever. Yeah, and B, what the? Who what cares? is your end goal in doing that? What do you want from like, him? It sounds to me like people who on Super Bowl um, day are like, oh, there must be a sports ball game on today. You know there is, and you you just wish you could be part of it, but you like made this counterculture. Yeah. decision to not be part of it, but you gotta talk about it anyway, so everybody knows how much you hate it. It's the same kind of thing. Like, you don't like Taylor Hall? Fine, don't like him. But just shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, and also, like, what could he possibly do or say to make you satisfied? Like, did he, yeah, but, like, did he kill your grandma? Like, is that what happened? Did he murder your grandma? Like he d- In cold he, blood? He did not choose to leave. No. He As really I keep didn't. saying, we broke up with him. Yeah, so I wrote this thing the other day, and I'm going to read you just a paragraph um, from it, because it makes me laugh that I wrote it. I can't, I can't actually believe that I wrote this, <laughs> um, to be honest, but it, I think it's like a pretty apt comparison. Um, so Taylor Hall's the boyfriend you can't get over, because even though you made excuses for why you broke up with him, you know deep down he's the best you've ever had, and the guy you replaced him with is good, but not great. You've got a lot of fond memories and maybe a little regret about the breakup because you know in your soul you made a mistake and no amount of justifying things will make it better. But the fact of the matter is that you broke up with him. He wanted to be with you forever and instead of letting him come to grips with no longer being a part of your life, you keep reminding him of how much better you're doing without him. In doing so, however, you draw attention to your lingering affection for him. It hurt your feelings when he said he wasn't going to pay attention to you anymore because all you want is for him to look your way. He might actually miss you. But he's never going to admit it, especially not when you constantly drag his name through the mud and compare him to other lesser partners you've had. Just going to leave that right there. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so uh, we weren't going to talk about it uh, this week <laughs> because we were both mad about it last week because we're idiots. But then yesterday, um, the draft lottery happened and the Devils won the draft lottery. I could not believe it. I know. Well, I was I, laughing hysterically. It was funny when I realized that the Avalanche were just, like, just absolute fucking garbage all year long. Yeah. By, like, 20 points or more. And they couldn't, um... Did you see their Twitter feed? The Avalanche? Yeah. yeah they were not happy. It was so It was funny. pretty great. Just that emoji with, like, the straight... Yeah. The straight... Oh, the straight, straight face. face. So funny. So, Taylor Hall doesn't tweet a lot, um... But yesterday, he said, um, officially adding NHL lottery ball specialist to my hockey resume. And I laughed uncontrollably. So good. I thought it was really funny. Um, the first response, though, on this is a Taylor, I too dabble in balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it, not either one of us. Is it male or female? It's uh, female. <laughs> I do 
Um, some of the other responses that I see here uh, are my good buddy Mike Fail says I'm buying a Hall jersey now, uh, yeah, as he I should. So good job, Mike. Um, and then the fake Oilers GM account um, responded with, "Why didn't you tell me about your powers?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really funny. Um, anyway, so he kind of he put the. He put the uh, the cap on that for us so we could talk about it. Um, but, like, don't tweet at Taylor Hall when the others no. win a game, please. And I think that was an excellent high road to take. Self-deprecating. Oh, for sure. Funny, but yeah. also very self-aware. Very self-aware. And, like, I know whatever he failed his voting exam, and maybe he's not, like, the smartest person in the world. Um, but, like, neither has Connor. Yeah. And also, like, he never said anything like, I play hockey, not school. <laughs> Um, so, just saying. Um, <laughs> I don't read books. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he's not, I don't know, he's maybe not, like, a PhD candidate, but he was at least aware enough to yeah. to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and good for him. And a classy one at that. And just fucking leave him alone. Yeah. And when he wins the Stanley Cup, which he will someday, he's gonna. It's gonna happen. Oh my god, what if he's Patrick Marlowe? Don't say that. <laughs> Well, I'm done for today now, so <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. Um, Sorry. Ugh, it's Sorry. okay. Patrick Marlowe's going to come here and play in Edmonton next year. That's what I hope. What if he read your piece? Would you die? I Maybe a little bit. That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. I'd be okay if Patrick Marlowe read that piece. Uh, I feel like some of the things I've read about Taylor Hall, if you ever read them, I'd be a little bit embarrassed. I wrote a piece called Farewell Sweet Prince about Taylor Hall. Just saying. I feel like I tweet that twice a day, so we're good. <laughs> If you don't tweet it, at least you think it. So, um, think it, say it, live it, feel it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, the other thing that we could talk about real quick. So Taylor Hall tweeted the thing yesterday, and yeah. it gave me lots of joy. It really did, because like, good for him. The other great thing that happened on Twitter um, this week, Jamie Ben just tweeted out a taco emoji, and I lost my mind. Yeah. So he knows about all the jokes. I mean, he has to. I'm, I bet his teammates give him shit for it. They have to. They have to. But in would that you... scenario, why would you tweet a taco emoji? Well, it's better than the alternative, I suppose. Deleting your Twitter <laughs> account <laughs> and just running away forever? Maybe, maybe. But it was funny, and I, like, retweeted it or quote-tweeted it, and I was just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened on this dumb website. And then Taylor Hall did and the thing Taylor yesterday, and I was like, forget you, Jamie Ben. <laughs> Taylor Hall's better. Um, which is true in all of the ways, I'm sure. Like, literally all of them. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. <laughs> Believe it or not, this isn't even the first time we've talked about that, so moving right along. No. How dare you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're gonna move away from hockey, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, maybe. what do you want to do now? Um, Larissa asked us a question mm-hmm. in that wonderful email that she sent us. She wants to know how we deal with change. Well, it depends on the kind of change, I suppose. Usually I cry first. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> just get all the emotion. That's like my, that's my default emotional response. I just cry. Oh, really? Yeah, at a lot of things. It really sucks to be mad and also crying. Because you can't yell when you're crying. No, angry tears are the worst. Yeah, and that's how I get all the time. Yeah. Because you feel like it takes away from any legitimacy of what you're trying to say. Yeah. When you're like... (laughs) 
<laughs> unless I'm unless I'm like mad at students and I don't generally tend to cry. They don't usually make me cry. No, I've never had a student make me cry. Um, they don't. I don't give them enough power to make me cry. Um, no. But yeah, if it, it would depending on the change, but usually I'll cry and just kind of get it out, and then I'll not deal with it very well. I think it yeah it depends on what type of change. Like, I feel like I'm much better at it than I was six or seven years ago and I think that maybe that's just a maturity thing and just at the end of the day like kind of what does it matter you know yeah that's fair. so there's like having that aspect of perspective with it but I need a lot of time to process and think about it mm-hmm. especially if it's something that is upcoming like in terms of career stuff I know that come fall again I'm not sure right if i'm gonna be working or on the sub list or what and i'm like at peace with that but last year was real tough to process yeah yeah that's fair well and last year too like for me at at work having to move schools like not by choice um and you know finding out about it in early april and then it being confirmed like in early may and in a super shitty way and in a really shitty way but then also still having to like Go back, go to, back work to work and, and teach, teach kids yeah. and pretend like nothing has changed. Yeah. Um, that's really hard to do. And, like, all things considered, I was pretty zen about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as best I could be. Yeah. But, like, there were there would be days where in my head I'd be like, well, what does it matter? I'm not going to be here anyway. Yeah. Um, and why should I go to the staff meeting when they've decided that I'm not good enough to be a part of the staff? Yeah, so, th- yeah, um, so I, I cry and then I get bitter about things real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, that's why my Twitter name is still what it is. Mm-hmm. I was directly related to the Heritage Classic. Was it the Heritage Classic? Yeah, it was the Heritage Classic because I texted you and I was like, I'm really mad that he doesn't get to play in this game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just fuck the trade. And then then we talked about how salty I was and salty as fuck. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't really particularly, I don't think lots of people like change though, right? Contrary to that, my husband loves change. Loves it. Really? Yeah, he has this thing where... Everywhere other than here is better than here, in his mind. Hence why he's he chose to go up to Whitehorse for two months to work, to right. see what it's like and experience it. Yeah. And also why he really doesn't want to be in Edmonton long term. Because there could be somewhere else that's better. But what if there isn't? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if, what if there's not? Then what do you do? But then I think it's still a process of... of discovery right and figuring that out and deciding what what you want which is i think healthy yeah to have that sense of curiosity yeah i guess but like at some point in time you gotta like make a decision yeah right because like what happens if you get somewhere else and then he's like well somewhere else is better than here like are you just gonna be a nomad forever Uh... (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure probably not because like that's all well and good, but at some point, especially, like, you know, I mean, he can kind of work wherever, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, like, at some point in time, like, you can't just go and teach wherever. Yeah. Right? Without, in certain cases, like, redoing a certification or taking more classes or, you know, like, there's... There's hoops you have to jump through. There's hoops yeah. you gotta jump through, right? So, I don't know. But we are young enough right now where it's, like... Yeah. If we can... Just go and... Just go, why not? We don't have children, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. No. We also no. have our 10-year reunion this year for high school. And we won't be able to go because it's his graduation weekend. But I was even thinking, like, oh, my God, going back to Red Deer, we're not going to have, like, anything in common with all these people who stayed in Red Deer and now have four children. That's literally four too many. <laughs> Just saying. So, speaking of, last night I was at a friend's house, and uh, she's very pregnant. She's due, like, this week. And um, there was four of us all together and she mentioned something she's like well if any of you guys have babies like i can't wait to meet them and the other three of us just kind of looked at each other uh, it no. was like if we were on the office the camera would have been on all three of us simultaneously yeah. <laughs> and, we were, and it got real quiet <laughs> and they're like i was like i'm sorry to disappoint but i'm pretty sure that's never gonna happen and yeah. the other two were like nope isn't it so interesting i have no idea how this relates to change maybe it does isn't that so interesting how that seems to be more of a norm in that, our generation. That women aren't having kids or waiting until they're... Yeah. Yeah, or it's just, good. Good choices. Or just not even considering that at all. Yeah. Very interesting. It's good. I agree. I think it's wonderful. Because, um, like, I don't know. Why not make the choice? And, like, it's a choice. That's the thing. Like, it, I feel like it was always an expectation. Yeah. And now I think people are realizing that it's not an expectation. Mm-mm. And if, like, dudes can choose to say stay single and not have the backlash that a woman does, then, yeah. like, just do it. Why not? Yeah. Because, like, you have bachelors and then you have spinsters. And let me, which one sounds better? Like, just, if you didn't know English and someone described to you that, or explained to you that a, an unmarried man was a bachelor mm-hmm. and you could live in like a bachelor apartment you know all that kind of stuff or an unmarried woman is a spinster does that mean she runs a spin class i think it means she <laughs> runs a spinning wheel <laughs> oh I think no that's, yeah oh no yeah. <laughs> like so there's a whole bunch of <laughs> shitty things that go spinning with that wheel. but like can you imagine like if you were learning the language which one would sound better and, and all yeah. the connotations that go with it yeah that's such a bummer because you could be a confirmed bachelor or an old spinster oh, right that's gross it is gross so no it is it is an interesting change that like people are making those choices and waiting yeah. like my friend she's 30 how old am i 34 she's gonna be 38 yeah oh wow um, this is her first kid nice so like that's and i think that's the thing that's happening more too is people are waiting longer Oh, well, that's because it's so goddamn harder for our generation to be established. That's true. That is very true. Um, but, like, most of my friends from from high school, and we graduated, like, 15 years ago, um, they have, uh, maybe if they have a couple of kids, their kids are, like, four and under. Yeah. So they waited till they're, like, 30-ish, mm-hmm. you know. Um, some kids that I've taught have kids, which is really weird. That's, that's real a, a weird. bit of a weird. Um, one kid who graduated the same year... Um, as my, I think it was my first year teaching grade 12s. Uh, so 2009 has three kids. Whoa. And I was like, dude, slow down. That's a lot. That's a lot. Those are that, that is, that is something. I don't know. And I just can't even, oh, I can't even imagine. That's I think it would be terrible. Like, I'm super happy that other people have kids, but like, I think it would be terrible. Yeah, I don't even, like, last night. <laughs> We had a hilarious miscommunication where my friends came up and we had dinner and then went back to our place for games and just to hang out or whatever. And 
I texted Chris when we were home, and I was like, we're, we're at home playing games. Do you want to come over? Because I assumed he was at this course that he was supposed to be at. And apparently he had come home at 5, slept for 2 hours, and then at 7.30 realized that I wasn't there, so he went to the gym. So we, like, legit, like, just missed each other. I was just like, this is so much freedom that we would not mm-hmm. have in any other situation. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that is a that is a thing. I just, I like when my friends have babies, but I don't want to keep them. Yeah, and also, like, trying to keep things real tight. i mean there's that yeah yeah um but no like i guess and i guess we're at the point now like with you know whatever we've got like established careers ish and that kind of thing like people start to make those decisions yeah um like one of the guys i work with he told us last week that um they're having a baby in october um and it was really funny um listening to like how dudes tell that news to people versus how girls Do they tell- say we? Yes. No! Yeah. Don't say we. Well, I mean, they are having a baby. Yeah, but don't I've... say we are pregnant. There is not a parasite growing in your body for nine months. Fair. That is going to explode its way out. <laughs> that's <laughs> how just... I feel about pregnancy. Um, that's pretty much what it is. Um, but no, it was just really funny um, listening to how he phrased this announcement. Yeah. And it, I mean, I figured it out right away because he was like, so we've known for a while now, but I was like, oh my God, you're having a baby. And I just yeah. kind of like took all the awkwardness out of it. <laughs> um, but uh, it was, and he was like, yeah. And like super excited and like, that's awesome. But then I was thinking about like some of my friends who have said that they're, they're pregnant. And like, it's just a much different way of dropping the news. How did they do it? Just, just a lot more, like a lot more confidently maybe that like, like I, one of my really good friends, um, but coming from a female perspective. Coming from a female perspective, yeah. And they're she, much more confident. Yeah, and she just dropped it. Like, I was, I'd run, we were talking in a parking lot, actually, and she was like, oh, yeah, we're pregnant. And I was like, sweet, that's awesome. And I, like, kind of lost my mind. Um, but it was just very casual, and it wasn't, yeah. like, this big buildup or whatever, where I just, it was really funny at work. But maybe I can understand why it would have to be, like, a buildup in a moment for the man, because he doesn't share in it, right? Yeah, like, he gets, yeah. That's he's not he is not the pregnant one like yeah. he's not that's fair, but it was just really funny it made me chuckle. That is too funny. And then at lunchtime, um, he told everybody else that we work with, and then they gave him lessons on how to make a boy baby, and I was like, point of order, feel like they already made a baby if they know what? that. They're... Oh, apparently it's science. We were joking that no. it's applied science. Oh <laughs> god, like, I don't know what else you would call it, but apparently this is what I learned from. Uh, one of my coworkers, um, that if you want a boy baby, then the dude has to make sure that he's abstained for like a couple weeks because Chris, males, Chris, we need a fact check. Yeah, here. we do need a fact check because apparently, can, can you apparently, male sperm uh, <laughs> swim faster than than female sperm. Apparently, and I think that might actually be true. But, anyway, but that's whatever. not how just, gender is determined. Just, just, in just it. and listen. <laughs> this is okay. These ahead. are the lessons go that ahead. I learned. Okay, ah. um, I'm. Uh, I should. <laughs> I should, you know, put a disclaimer on this, that the guys that I teach with, we all teach, like, social studies. So, <laughs> you know, we so don't... it's not science. We don't do science at all. But anyway, this is what we learned. So, apparently, a dude has to abstain for a couple weeks. Um, so, there's lots of pressure, is what I learned. And also... Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, so this is why it's Also, bullshit. not true. <laughs> and, and... It doesn't build up, like, a goddamn dam. <laughs> and, um, she needs to be... 
it needs to be like from behind because the sperm needs to swim down. And that's how you like ensure a boy baby. This is what I learned. I would drop his name, but I don't want him to get in trouble. Um, that's what I learned. What? Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I almost died laughing. That is the most absurd thing. And then I got thinking about, like, how that can't be true, because if that was true, Henry VIII would have had all boys. (laughs) And I'm just gonna leave that one right there. Kelsey knows why. She got it right away. (laughs) And I'm not talking, like, Henry VIII and, like, the Tudors. Like, I'm talking, like, the real Henry VIII. All boys. That is so funny. Just saying. I mean, really. But also such... Garbage misinformation. Garbage. None of that makes any sense. None, even the from behind. That's not down. Well, yeah, I guess if. <laughs> Never mind. No. I was gonna say it, but nope, not doing it. <laughs> Got to put like you need a pillow underneath her, and all. It's just, it was so you funny. Need one of those swings. That's <laughs> what you need. <laughs> To make that scenario happen, <laughs> apparently. I texted Chris, but he's not answering me. He's on rounds, so I'm not surprised. But Anyway. What is the point of being married to a husband? If he's a doctor, if he can't get immediate, immediate medical <laughs> advice. <laughs> Chris! Um, yeah, so anyway, that was our answer to how we deal with change. <laughs> Thanks for the question, <laughs> <laughs> We did warn you that this was going to be terrible. It was, I'm... I'm delirious at this moment, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, Kelsey has some garbage things to talk about. There was. Because she's a murderer, apparently. This, I'm quite disappointed. I went over to Alyssa's house yesterday to watch the penultimate, supposedly, episode of Riverdale. Oh, nice word. Thank you. And on BuzzFeed, so, you know, grain of salt here. But it was an interview with a writer and showrunner mm-hmm. about what was going to happen this episode. And they said, we were going to know in this episode who murdered Jason Blossom. Okay. Guess what we don't know. Who murdered Jason Blossom. Well, we do because you introduced yourself that way. So Yeah, just well, apparently it was me. Um, and he was just too... I was <sighs> insulted by his alien eyes and lips and too red hair. Fake Sorry, Malcolm. <laughs> no, no, Jason Blossoms, I'm pretty sure, is real red. It's too radioactive, natural to be anything else. But it was so frustrating because they had this whole build up to what was supposed to be this reveal. And what happened was sorry, guys, spoiler alert for Riverdale if anyone is watching. I know some of you on Twitter are, so you're a little bit ahead of me. Just plug yours. Sorry, Jess. Um, you had this build up where. Archie's mom came back from Chicago, who is played by, oh, fuck, what's her name from 16 Candles? Molly Ringwald? Yes. Oh, really? Which is amazing casting. Amazing casting, and I love her. And she's, like, a great counterpoint to how all the parents are, like, crazy. She's, like, having none of it. Okay. She doesn't get sucked into all the drama. She even said to Betty's mom, you've been pulling this since junior high, and I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. Whoa. Wow. So she comes back, and then Betty's mom is convinced, has convinced Archie and Veronica to go investigate Jughead's dad's, like, trailer. Okay. To find evidence. And they don't find anything. They search there, like, all night while Jughead and his family is over at Betty's at the, this super awkward, really just investigating Jughead and Jughead's dad dinner, which is utterly terrible. Okay. And they don't find anything. But then, after they leave, 
The police come back and do another search and find a lockbox that Archie and Veronica did not find when they were there. Okay. That had the gun in it that killed Jason. So somebody went and planted it. Which, okay, interesting. But it still doesn't help you. But it still doesn't help me! I'm so angry. And they also had this awful, awful, very long scene of... Veronica and Archie singing at this like homecoming dance. That sounds terrible. And I hate it when characters on television sing. Oh, like I have such secondhand embarrassment from that. What if it's like singing Happy Birthday? Like is that? That's fine. Don't put on a performance. Okay. I don't yeah, want a performance out of you. Or like if they're just like you know doing the dishes, like singing a song. Like that's, that's fine because normal Cause that's people natural. do that. Yeah, these things don't happen in real life, and it's so put on that it makes me angry and uncomfortable. That's fair. Do you read that um, they're recasting Reggie? Oh no! Because apparently, in like dumb fuck decisions of the month, there's going to be a second season of Thirteen Reasons Why on Netflix. But I'm just what? But like it's based on a book that doesn't have a sequel. <laughs> What? That's what I've heard. I don't know for sure for sure if it's true, but like everyone's been super coy about and it. But he's apparently, been cast in that. Yeah, he was he was in it. Oh, the guy that plays Reggie is in Thirteen Reasons Why, and he was very good. Um, but yeah, apparently there's gonna be a second season of a story that's clearly over. Spoiler alert: she kills herself. That's what the whole premise of the book is about. Yeah. And she what sends, could they possibly do with this? I don't season? know. Um, I don't know. That's really messed up. It's really dumb because it was very well done and very powerful and should just be left that way, I think. Um, And I feel like that's an unusual move for Netflix to make. Yeah. Like, I could totally see that being, like, somebody at NBC is like, oh, people loved it. Let's make more. Money, money, money. But that's not how Netflix touches their creative decisions. That's weird. Yeah. So, I don't... It hasn't been announced for sure, for sure, but, like, that's a thing. That's weird. Well, Reggie really hasn't been anything since like episode two reggie isn't anything ever no nope. even in the comics he's a pos he really is he's a terrible person yeah. like yeah he's the worst but yeah so anyway that's what i read hmm. um that's yeah. a bummer it is kind of a bummer i'm disappointed in that decision if that's true yeah and i it was I w- very well done and should be left alone yeah, I a number of my students were asking if I was watching it. Oh, I finally told that girl about how the show was on Netflix. Oh yeah, for Outlander. Did she know? She did know, um, but hasn't watched it. And, okay. I, and I was like, you know, just make sure that you like tell your mom that you're watching it. Yeah, because I know like you're reading the books, but and you know what happens in the books, and she like immediately caught on to it. I was mm-hmm. trying to get it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if you watch it, I'm curious as to what you think about you know who they have to play. Randall and, and Jamie and Claire. Yeah. But, like, tell yeah, and tell your mom you're watching it, and then don't tell me what you think about those things, because yeah. I don't care. And she's reading In My Own Heart's Blood. Okay. So, so she's in, like, six, seven, six, six seven. seven, eight? I don't know. There's been so many. Uh, yeah, that one's really close to the end. She's yeah. on that one. It's the white one of the hardcovers. I don't know. I don't remember what order it is, though. No, isn't that Echo's An Echo bone? in the Bone? Hers was, like, cream. Okay, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, good for her. Yep. Hope she watches it and loves it. Me too. <laughs> Sorry about whatever noise that just was. I don't know what's going on. I'm having a day today. <laughs> We're having a day. Oh, it's so... It's my fault. It's my weekend is, like, causing this yeah. time crunch. But I'm also happy because there's so much marking to do. Oh, so now you're, like, up and... 
Yeah, I gotta get shit done. She said she was gonna come at 9, and then she texted me at 7 o'clock when my phone was dead, because I forgot to plug it in last night. Is it Starbucks? It was like 7.03 that that text came in. The, yeah, but I texted that at, like, 11 last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then she texted me, like, just after 8 o'clock, and she's like, I'm just parked in the Starbucks park, and it's okay if I come at about 20, and I was like, yeah, sure, and then it was less than 20 minutes, first of all. I can't help it if I no know. one else was on the I road. Know, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. I know, but anyway. Um, yeah, so we're, uh... Do you want to talk about anything you're garbage for? Um, oh, what am I garbage about? I don't know. Oh, I'm reading a really good book right now. Which is? It's called The River Why by David James Duncan, and it's about fly fishing, and it's super good. Mm. Um, it's fiction about fly fishing, because I don't think I could read nonfiction about fly fishing. I think it'd no, be that very be boring. Um... No, it's really good. It's this like it's about this guy named Gus whose parents are both fly fishers, and uh, his dad has like written books about it, and is like considered to be sort of an expert in a lot of ways. And all Gus wants to do with his life is just fish. So when he graduates from high school, like he just leaves home and goes and lives in this little cabin, and for however long he's in like a self-imposed exile and like doesn't talk to anybody. Oh. And just fishes, and eats trout twice a day, and yeah, I know, I don't. I, That's concerning. It is concerning. Uh, but he's doing fine, right? Until he realizes that he's losing his mind. <laughs> um, because he hasn't spoken to another human being in a really long time. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just, it's really interesting. And it's a, this sort of, it's a really interesting um, narrative and a very interesting structure. And then um, it starts off with Gus a little bit younger. And then it transitions as he gets older. The narrator's voice changes. And it's really, really, it's really good. Like, I would inhabit the world that, is in the book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you think about that much more than I do about actually living in those worlds. I do, like a lot. Like if I could go live in Dillon, Texas, yeah. um, for Friday Night Lights, I would go in a heartbeat. Like it, it sort of is sad that Dillon, Texas, isn't real. Yeah. And that they actually filmed all that in Austin. Like I wish that they'd filmed it in a small town. Yeah. Because I would go there. Just to like be there. Just to be in it. Yeah. And, like, look for Tim Riggins. <laughs> or, or Coach, but mostly Tim Riggins. Tim, or Tammy. Or Tammy. Just a basket. Yeah, and I could just, like, look at her hair. Because it's glorious. <laughs> it is glorious. Um, yeah, no, I think about that a lot. Like, there are, and it, I've, I've read lots of stuff, like, you know, you'll find, like, people will do, um, like, literature challenges, like, on Tumblr and Instagram and whatever. And, like, one of the questions oftentimes will be, like, is there a fictional world you wish... You could live in. And lots of people will say, like, Middle Earth. Yeah. Lots of people will say they want to live at Hogwarts. Which, like, why? You're probably going to die if you live at Hogwarts. So Well, no, because Harry's left now, so it's all good. <laughs> there's there's another cursed child, I'm sure. There has to be. Also, like, the staircases move. Like, what if you fall off? I'm just saying. Like, there's a lot of things in Hogwarts that are... Are dangerous. Are super dangerous. <laughs> um, like, in the cinema sense, I think it's for the second one. I, um... The kid that the can't... second one is the worst one by far. No, but like they get in trouble for something or another, like being out in the woods at night, whatever, and their punishment is like go hang out with Hagrid in the woods. That's in the first one. Is in the first one, yeah. But like that's in the first one. that seems dangerous. Or like the moving staircase. There's a lot of funny stuff about Dumbledore on some. Uh, this cartoonist has this great series where he's just like, you see him like go through all those decisions, and it's just like Dumbledore doesn't give a fuck. He's just like <laughs> roller skating down the hallways. <laughs> I love it. It's so whimsical. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think about a lot. Like, so lots of people will say that yeah, they'd go live in like Middle Earth, or they'd go live in Narnia, which would also be terrifying. That would be so 
bad. Not Narnia. No. That's the worst of them. It would be pretty bad. Um, no, all the Game of Thrones world would be Or they'd the go live in, like, yeah, like at Hogwarts or whatever. Yeah, Game of Thrones, you'd die for sure. 100%. Um, or, like, get mauled by a dragon. <laughs> could be worse. Could, I suppose it could be a lot worse. It'd um, be quick. So, like, where would you live? Because I would live, I would live for Friday Night Lights. In I would Dome, live in Dillon, Texas? Texas in a heartbeat. Jeez. Um, but, like, not if J.D. McCoy and his family were there. Because fuck them. Yeah. I hated them so much. I'm going to talk about Friday Night Lights someday on this. After hockey season. After hockey season's done. Because it is, like, of all of the things that I love, it might be the thing I love the most. Yeah. It's fantastic. But, yeah, I would go live in Dillon, Texas and just be there. God, I'm trying to think of what I would, where I would want to live. I do love Harry Potter, but I don't. I I think I'd want to be one if I were to live in the Harry Potter universe. I'd want to be as part of the Weasley family, because they're like the greatest. But like, I'll take Dead Fred's. I was gonna say. (laughs) That's so terrible. Myself laugh. Um, <laughs> God, that's, that's a hard question. I really like. I don't, but I don't really think about that when I'm reading. I find I can put myself in the characters, like thoughts and actions and feelings, but I don't imagine myself living in their universe. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. Um, from Friday, we had a PD day on Friday, and I texted her this, but I'm going to ask her the question because I want to see her face. So we had a speak- we had a speaker who came in to talk to us about um, reading comprehension and you know giving us some information about like multiple choice exams or whatever. Yeah. But she said that um, one of the problems with like standard tests, I think, is that like it assumes a lot of stuff, right? Whoever creates the test assumes a lot of things. It assumes that the people who are taking the exam are have the same experiences and backgrounds that the like people creating Canadian the exams and all this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So these exams that we do here in Alberta, these reading comprehension exams, um, I think there's a lot of assumptions that the people taking them in grade 12 have a grade 12 reading level, at least. Um, have grown up in a, the same sort of circumstance as everyone else. But, like, I teach a bunch of kids who are immigrants to Canada. Yeah. And some of them came very recently, like two, three years ago. So their level of English comprehension just isn't there because they don't speak the language mm-hmm. as well as someone who's a native English speaker. And that's fine. Um, but the speaker that we had on Friday, she suggested that by reading a book about that describes like the circumstance of somebody else... It allows you to understand what that's like and empathize with that. And I was like, empathy, maybe. But, like, I can't claim experience growing Mm, up in, say, the residential school system by just reading a book about it. No. But that was the implication that she sort of left us with, and I got really angry. Is that it implies that you now have an equitable lived experience with that person? Yes. So, like, I'm, you know, reading, like, a work of fiction, right? And, like, I can't at, at any point in time... Like, I'm reading this book about fly fishing. I don't know a single thing about fly fishing. Yeah. Um, what I know about it is literally from A River Runs Through It. So, like, that's all I know about fly fishing. Um, and so there's parts in the book where he's talking about the very technical things, and he's talking about, like, the different sizes of the lures and all this kind of stuff. I don't get it, and I don't care. I don't need to understand those intricate details to want to sort of be part of this story. Yeah. This story. Um, but I've been thinking about what this lady said a lot, and I was just like... No. Like, you can't tell me that I can read a book. I can't read, like, A Long Way Gone. Um, and be like, I know what it was like to be a child soldier in Sierra Leone. 
because I don't. Because I'm white, and I grew up in Canada, and I was never a child soldier, and I'm white. (laughs) It equates you to an expert. Yeah. By the time you finish the novel. Yeah. God. This was an expert talking to us. Yeah, that's a problem with a lot of the consultants. It sounded a lot like the 200 Hockey Men, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was just Mark Spector agreeing with himself 200 times. <laughs> Is this the same woman that didn't know hubris? Yes. She also didn't know the word hubris. And she was an English she teacher. She was an English teacher. Uh, but... Yeah. Fun times. Anyway, but so like thinking about like inhabiting worlds in literature or fiction or whatever. Um, I wouldn't want to live in like Avengers New York City. Probably going to die. No. Um, See, I think of myself if, if I wanted to be a character, which one would I want to be? That's how I frame it. I don't think about living in the world that they live in. I think about being them. See, I don't think about it that way. And part of it, like, I don't generally read books that are first person narrated. I don't particularly like them. I don't either. Because I don't like, because I like to get all of the perspective and then like sort of build the world around that. Because if it's just the single narrator, then it's... See, the one I really like is, I love detective novels and I love mystery novels and I especially love... Um, you won't like this, but J.K. Rowling's um, detective series because I love the female character in it. Okay, she's wonderful. Yeah, I don't like J.K. Rowling at all. I know you don't. I don't think she's a very good writer. Um, and I would love to be her because she's learning what it is to be a private detective. Oh, cool! And going through all the experience and constantly coming up against problems that she can face, but no one will let her face them. Okay. And it's wonderful. And so I like that. I wouldn't want to live... Well, you know, you could live in... I think the books are set a little bit in the past, so like 2010 London. Sure, but that's not any different from no. now. But like, I wouldn't want to... Like we acknowledged last week or whatever, I wouldn't want to go live in like 18th century Scotland. No. Even if it meant Jamie Fraser. No. Right? Like, And, and so when I read, that's what I envision, is like being part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really take that angle. I haven't really. But like Dillon, Texas, You're I'm down. in. I would be there in a heartbeat. You're down for it, huh? Yeah, it'd be pretty great. I mean, minus the like not so casual racism and having to live in Texas. Yeah. But like that environment, yeah, I think it would be amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm really stuck on that. There's nothing really that jumps out at me. Also, it's been so long since I've, like, read a book start to finish, and I think that's part of the problem, too. Like, the last thing I've read because of school is either Macbeth or Gatsby. Oh, but Gatsby's so good! Gatsby's good, but, like, I, I don't want to live in that universe, because all the people in no, it are fucking just awful. the worst. <laughs> so whenever I teach Great Gatsby, I always give my kids a reading quiz at the end of every chapter, and, uh... The last question is always on a scale of a 1 to 5 or 1 to 10 or whatever. How much do you hate Daisy Buchanan? Yeah. And in, like, chapters 1 and 2, there's no reason to hate her. Yeah. But then by 3, you're kind of like, wow, you're pretty terrible. And then yeah. it's, like, 5 or 6 or whatever, and you just want her to die. Yeah. They um, have no sympathy for her whatsoever. But also, they didn't have any sympathy for Myrtle. And I kind of took issue with that. I have a little bit of sympathy for Myrtle, but not enough. Like, not, not enough. I mean, I feel bad when Tom punches her in the face. And, yeah. like, spoiler alert, not spoilers. Um, <laughs> this is a book that is 90 years old. Yeah, like, this book came out in, like, what, 1925? Yeah. Yeah. We're exactly. good. <laughs> um, and F. Scott Fitzgerald was uh, predicting the downfall of society. So, uh, good job. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder what the I wonder what the yellow car is going to be for humanity. A yellow faced, <laughs> orange faced. Ah, uh, President Cheeto. President face. who has his hand on a missile button. Um, or something else apparently. Um, hey, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no. Oh no. I had deleted that from my mind, Megan. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I don't have sympathy for Myrtle, really. I mean, a little bit. It's bad that Tom punches her, I suppose. Do you have, because the first two pages of the book are couched in this framing narrative of how Nick was utterly changed by these events and and is sympathetic and has positive feelings towards Gatsby based on what he went through. Do you align yourself with Nick's point of view? To start, yeah. But not at the end? No. Um, because of what happens in the ho- at the plaza? Yes, and be- well, no, for me, the, the part that really gets me is that awkward meeting between Daisy and Gatsby at Nick's house. Really? That yeah. Why? Well, because cause that's when you realize that Gatsby's just living in the past. And, like, he hasn't had, he doesn't have the ability to move forward. Um, and then when he tells, like, he just he has all these outward displays of wealth and whatever, but then like, but he's incapable. He's absolutely incapable of doing anything about it. Yeah. And then he wants her to like renounce the last, however many years it's been since they've seen each other and, you know, divorce Tom, but also admit that she never loved Tom. And also go back to her home in Louisville to get married and start all over. Yeah. Like it's just such a weird, it's unrealistic. It's very unrealistic. And so like watching, um, watching Gatsby, and if you've watched, like, the, the film, the most recent one, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And it deals with this actually quite well. Much but, better than the book does, I think. Yeah. But also they have, you know, 90 years of Context analysis here, to, like, yeah. to, to work on that. But, like, I think it's really interesting that, you know, you have Gatsby. He's, like, this lovesick fool. But I've often wondered if it was just some sort of calculated move, too, on his part. To do what? Well, like, obviously he wants to win Daisy back, but, like, and you know, so he plays this lovesick fool, but I'm just curious if that's, like, him putting on a face, or if he really is. Or if Daisy is just another acquisition in his yes. increasing... Yeah. Because, I mean, that would be a pretty, uh, that'd be pretty good. Towards um, to steal to Daisy steal away it. from Tom. Oh, I never... Oh, I never... They do that in the film. He says, like, I want my life to always be on the, the upward yeah. trajectory. Yeah. But, like, I wonder if, because, you know, like, because Tom and Daisy, like, Tom comes from old money, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Gatsby's this new money um, because of, you know, where they live. And you can, they have that, that separation. But, like, I've often wondered if, for Gatsby, like, if he gets Daisy, if he acquires her, is that all he wants? Is just to have her so that yeah. no one else can? And so, like, that meeting, that, that meetup in Chapter 5 with, like... Um, the awkwardness of it's so awkward because I feel like now she's there right in front of him and he doesn't know what to say because he's built up this moment in his mind for however long Yeah, and to me it's always like he realizes like oh this plan's gonna fail and that's why Nick reflects that the green light is no longer an enchanted object anymore Mm -hmm. because the dream itself is over is over but also maybe misguided Yes, but like Gatsby's built his entire life over the past, the previous five years to get to that moment. And so we can't yeah. just give it up. Yeah. Right? But the dream is dead. In the, and my kids and I talked about this too. In the film, they do a really good job at having this almost 
parallel between Gatsby and Tom. They're both haunted by the telephone and they both have these moments of danger and violence in, in them. And in the film, that's when Gatsby almost punches Tom in the face. Right. Calms himself at the plaza and is, you know, speaking very heatedly over the phone. You think this guy doesn't know what a small town is. Detroit is not an idea of a small town. Yeah. He's like freaking out and everyone's really awkward about it. And they they caught on to that much quicker than I did. I'd never noticed that artistic choice. Interesting. About is Gatsby really any different from Tom? Because wouldn't Tom also think that Daisy is something to achieve? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But like Daisy, she has the, and I mean, is it, was it Carrie Mulligan that plays her? Yeah. Yeah. And she delivers the line so perfectly in the movie, right? But she talks like that. The, the best thing a girl can be is a yeah. beautiful fool. Uh-huh. The best thing that a girl can be in the whole world is a beautiful fool. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It is insane. But um, she's had an awful... She has. Life. She's very naive. But is start. she putting that on as well? Is she pretending? That she's... That she is naive? Yeah. No, because I don't think she is in our experience with her. I think she's cynical and jaded and broken because um, of what Tom has done to her. Because she thought love was this, you know, ethereal, ephemeral, perfect, pure thing. And Tom has yeah. broken that with her by all his affairs. Oh, he's just the worst. They just deserve each other so much, though. Because yeah. she's, a, I don't have any sympathy for her either. Based on the end. Based on the ending. Yeah. Like, not at all. She does, like, in, any sympathy that you feel. Is gone, yeah. Is, with that choice. Oh, it's just terrible. But is that Tom taking power and control over her? Or is that her unable to deal with confrontation and conflict? I think she can't deal with confrontation and conflict, but I also think that there's, like, she's got that old money background as well, so there's part that's part of it. Right? For that there's privilege, that, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, um... I love that book so much. I know, me too. It's beautiful. My kids were doing some writing on it, and they were like, what page is this quote on? And I was like, it's on page 22. <laughs> 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 I read it, like, nine times in the past year. Well, I was just thinking about it here, like, oh, yeah, in chapter five, when they did, like, we clearly yeah. know what we're talking about. This is the, it's framed, yeah. the narrative framed, every chapter is a different terrible party that It happens. is, it is, and chapter five is, like, the peak in awkwardness. Yeah. What is it, chapter six? Seven is the climax Seven is the, oh. Because six is when Daisy and Tom go to Gatsby's party. Right, and that together. party is awful. Yeah. Like, just the worst. Yeah. So this took a turn. It did. That's okay. But I wouldn't want to live there. No. Because, like, oh my god. I, yeah, I'm not sure if it's, like, would you want to live in the Roaring Twenties? No. Not at all. No? No interest in it. Why? I don't, that's just, I don't know, it's just, it, everything I've ever read or what, it's just, it's too much. There's just too many things happening. Yeah. Um, There's too much highs and too many lows. Yes. I also wouldn't want to live during the Depression, though, because that would have been too, super terrible. Yeah. Read Lamp at Noon, kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't. Don't read Lamp at Noon. Oh, my God. <laughs> or just read anything by Margaret Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> at any point in time that's not South Africa. And <laughs> there's the Depression for you. Um, no, I would I don't know. Like, I, I think about this. Like, was I born in the wrong era? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. But, like, I don't know when I'd want to live. I like the like Edwardian area era that would be fun okay like 1880 pre-world war one I. I think it's just like momentous change would yeah be interesting to see that'd be interesting yeah but obviously like i love antibiotics yeah <laughs> and rights for women and um. being able to wear pants <laughs> 
Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. All those things are great. No kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Things are okay now. I don't know. They're fine. But it's just always, it's a thing that when I read different things, that's what I think about. It's like, would I want to live here? Could I inhabit this world? And the answer is most often no. Yeah, it's most often no. So, like, when I find something that, like, where I want to be. It's pretty powerful. It is pretty powerful. Yeah. That's fair. Like, I was just thinking, as you were talking about, we were talking about Gatsby, I was also thinking about Friday Night Lights again. And, like, just because I do that often. There's just, like, a background running. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. But, like, I was thinking about, like, the episode in season three where um, Smash goes to college. Yeah. And, like, if I ever feel like I really want to cry, I'll just watch the last, like, five minutes of that episode. Mm. Um, just because. You know, I feel like it, Chris could come on and talk about that with you. Cause yeah. Because he, I haven't seen every single episode, but he has. He crushed it in, like, a week. Like, all of them. Oh, so good. He's super into it. But oh, he likes, so um, good. He likes Saracen. See, I was not a Saracen fan. Yeah, he really likes Saracen. I mean, and, like, knowing what you know, it's not really surprising that I'm not, but, like, yeah. And yeah. also... I also didn't like Jason Street, though. Like, I, that was never my thing. I was, like, in on Tim Reggins from day one. He also liked, uh, who did Michael B. Jordan play? Oh, what was his name? Vince. Yeah, Vince Howard? I think he liked Vince. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah. But I didn't see, like, any of that season. Mm. I, I struggled with that, the transition. That was weird. Um... But then that year, this, that season five aired, I was teaching, um, and that was the year that our football team at school had, like, gone to the provincial championships and stuff, oh, and wow. so there was, like, a really interesting parallel, um, and there was this one, this one episode in that season where, um, they, like, went on a road trip, and Coach is just, like, sitting out on the balcony of his hotel room, just, like, listening to all these players, like, out, like, through the, the doors of their, um, their hotel rooms and stuff, and just listening to their, like, teenage boy conversations. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about, like, you know, all these seniors are talking about, like, making memories and all this kind of stuff, and it, like, that episode, and I, I that was when it was airing on DirecTV, so, like, I, we didn't have it here in Canada, so I had to download it and stuff. And a friend of mine was like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it, and I was like, I'll get there, I just got stuff to do. And then I watched it, and I was just, like, it was almost perfect. Yeah. And I was thinking about, like, my kids, and it was, yeah, it was very... Aww. Yeah. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much. Yeah. Was because, like, throughout my teaching, I've always had those connections with kids mm-hmm. through sports and whatever and so like I feel like that's part of what I liked about it but like right now if I didn't have things to do today I would just like watch it. watch a whole bunch of it yeah because that would be amazing it's so good but then is Dylan Texas really that far removed from your real experience yeah because it's got this like small the small town vibe to yeah it. a very small town vibe yeah, yeah I'm not into that small town vibe I love that small town no, that's vibe fair. That's fair. Um, And I mean, part of it, I think, is also just the way that the show was shot. Yeah. Too. It's very cinematic. It is very cinematic. And there's there's lots of, like, there's this really great scene at the end of season five where, like, Tim and Tyra are sitting in lawn chairs on this land that he bought. Uh, And they got, like, a, you know, a cooler beer. And they're just sitting there and, like, the sun's going down and behind them. It's, like, backlit. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. You know? And so I think maybe that's part of it, too. Yeah, but then the, the theme song for that show just gets me every time. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Hmm. I could, like, write a graduate thesis on the show. I should someday, just, like, as a, a project. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Because then I could just rewatch it forever. <laughs> for your research? For my research. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Um, but, yeah. Amazing. I don't know. We'll, uh, someday we'll get into, like, real, real things about that show. Um... 
you want to talk about how you're a vegetarian? I don't really know. It's not that interesting. There was a question mark behind it, so. I know. <laughs> Am I a vegetarian? <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately. That's yeah, funny. I'm okay with that. Um, so we were going to do this thing. Uh, Malcolm had a question. I was like, if all the American presidents are alive and they run against each other, who wins? And that's a super interesting question. But, but I think it's good wait for next I week. don't think I have the brain power for it right no. now. I think I'm I'm kind of like... Because I've been thinking about it since you put this together. Yeah. And I don't know. It would have to be like like a a bracket style, I think. Oh. I think I think that's how you'd have to do it because I don't I don't know how else. Okay, let's set that up for next. I week. think that might make more sense. Okay, we can do that. Is a, is a bracket rather than like just a free for all. And are we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that next week. Because I have an idea how it would work. Like you'd have like the Repub- or like the lefties and the righties because you can't really call them Republicans and Democrats because it yeah. has that weird shift Swift. or whatever. Really, everybody changes, yeah. Um, but you have that and then you whittle it down. I still think Obama wins. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. I think I know who would probably win. FDR? Nah, yeah. That's who I would say. Yeah. Or Lincoln. Or Lincoln or, yeah, it's either FDR, Lincoln or Washington, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, not Donald Trump. No. I mean, he didn't really win this election anyway, so. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, well, he did, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll figure that out for next week and kind of have a. That's a fun one. Have a conversation about that, because I think it would be interesting. And we could do one for Canada, too, if we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, who would not win? Stephen Harper. Oh, God. I think Canada actually would be harder to do than the States. I think you'd have to do a smaller sample size. Like, it's six. Yeah. Like, not everyone, because... Yeah, that's A, fair. there's not enough, and B, some of them are not interesting and not known and did nothing. <laughs> I have so. a book on my bookshelf called Bastards and Boneheads, and it's all about, like, Canadian prime ministers and stuff. Oh, my it's God. It's pretty great. I'm going to borrow that. It's written by the same guy who wrote a book called Why I Hate Canadians. So, <laughs> who oh. is Canadian? You know. It's good. It's good stuff. But he talks about, like, all these different Canadian politicians and, like, why they're bastards or boneheads and who the best of them are. And it's pretty interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd love that, to But, that. yeah, the Canadian one, I think, would be harder than the American one. Yeah. Because, um, like, depending on what part of the country you ask people to. Exactly. Like, Trudeau. Pierre mm-hmm. Trudeau. Not out here. No. But in Ontario and Quebec, he would win the election every time. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, uh, it just sort of depends on. Or, like, Laurier. Right? Yeah. A very francophone. Right. A very, like, a very traditional francophone I don't think could be elected in today's Canada. Oh, no, not at all. It's not going to happen. No. But that begs the question, do they need to be able to speak both languages in order to be the Prime Minister? I think so, yeah. Really? Like the hats coach? Like, they have to be able to speak both? I think you should. But... All government services are required to be. But why? Well, as per... No, I know, but, like, why do you have to speak... Why? Why does the Prime Minister have to speak... French and English. And not Cree and yeah. Métis. I mean, I get, I get that there's, like, official languages and stuff. not Métis, stuff, that but would like... be French. That was dumb, Kelsey. And Inuk? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Ojibwe. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Next time! Politics. Woo! Um, it's not really politics. It's more, like, history. A little bit, yeah. 
Um, so, I think that's all we got. We have some thank yous, maybe? I don't know. Do we, have any we should do Twitter questions first. We should do Twitter questions first. Um, that makes more logical sense. I will pull those up. Not on that Twitter app, I won't. Do, 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 um, do, yeah, so we... Do, do. <laughs> Sunday mornings, man. Oh, it's, it's all my fault. I'm so sorry. Dumb. So, so sorry. Oh, okay, so I asked for questions. Um... My good buddy Tom on the Twitter machine, he, his question is, why is Troy Brower? <laughs> and I feel like, Tom's a Flames fan, so I will. You go ahead, you take this I'm one. I'm going to take this one. We're going to, I'm going to qualify that. Tom is a Flames fan. Um, shout out to all my Flames fan buddies. I'm sorry that your team sucked this year in the playoffs. I wish they could have won a game or two. Overall, did not suck. No. But I mean, it didn't suck like Vancouver sucked, so yeah. there's that. But I'm sorry that they couldn't beat the Ducks at all. No, they did it twice in two that days. That sucks, yeah. Um, sorry. Um, so, yeah, Tom's a Flames fan, uh, and Troy Brower is uh, the albatross around <laughs> the neck of um, Calgary <laughs> Flames fans. Um, albatross. Yeah, he is, he is, he is the, the albatross around the neck of the Ancient Mariner. Um, <laughs> and uh, why is Troy Brower? Well, I mean, like, there's a physiological, like, a biological question, answer to that question, I suppose, like... Um, He's a human being, um, and so he was born at some point in time. Somebody conceived him, um, but I think it, this is more of like a a really existential angst about Troy Brower because he is terrible at hockey. What's the situation with him? Is he signed for a long time? I think he's a UFA at the end of this year, um, which everyone's just so happy about <laughs> because he's just, or maybe he's not. I can't. I don't know. Um, his contract is a bit of a boat anchor. It's not like a Lucic boat anchor, but it's pretty close. Yeah. And his possession numbers are terrible, and he was bad at 5-on-5. Five five. He was bad in special team situations. He's just bad. That's a bummer. And he was getting, like, power play time against the Ducks, and just... But isn't why that, is Troy Brower? Isn't that a coaching decision, then? It is a coaching decision, but, like... Somebody decided to pay Troy Brower a lot of money right. to play hockey, and like that's unfortunate. Um, it would be nice if, yeah. So he's, um, yeah, poor Troy Brower. Not poor Troy Brower. I I'm just looking him up here on Wikipedia because I was curious. He's younger than I am, and for whatever reason, I didn't know that. Like I thought he was so bad because his bones were like 97 years old. But like <laughs> he's only he's two years younger than me, so he's not oh. even like. Is he, what, 80? 85. Yeah. yeah, so he's not even that old. No. And he's just he's just a liability. Um, I'm just looking him up here on Cap Friendly. And, um, oh, no, this is the first year of his contract. That's why they hate him so much. Right. Oh, Sorry, guys. Right. No. So, yeah. And he's got a no-trade clause for this year and next year. Uh, and then a modified no-trade for the last two years. And his cap hit is four and a half mil. That is correct. So why is Troy Brower? Um, because somebody is dumb. Somebody signed him to a really bad deal. Yeah, and, and that's less on... Because if you're in that situation someone's offering you the money, you take that money. Yeah, it's like the Sean Harcroft thing. Yeah. Right? Like, Sean Harcroft was not going to say no to five and a half million dollars a year. Yeah. Right? So Troy Brower is Troy Brower because somebody made him. Who's GM of Flames right uh, Is it to living, I think? Yeah. Huh. And they haven't... I don't know, his contract is up this year, and there's some, like, speculation about whether or not he's going to be still there. So there's Turfed. a lot of angst. There's a lot of angst in Flames Nation, and I apologize for Troy Brower. I'm sorry I didn't know more about that. I should have looked him up. For whatever reason, I had it in my mind that this was the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Wishful thinking. But then I guess the grave dancing would be happening if it was. That's so true. perhaps anyway. That's um, and uh, so yeah, so sorry about Trevor. But that question. means that they have to protect him in the expansion draft, and I think that's the big problem because all the no trade and no move classes they have to protect or whatever. Oh, that's the problem. Because then they're going to lose somebody who's probably pretty decent, right? Because they have to protect the albatross. That sucks. If they have an NTC, why are they even like included in the protection? I because the NHL is dumb. dumb the NHL just the NHL everything they do is dumb. So if for that reason and that reason alone, I hope that the Oilers and the Senators make the Stanley Cup final. Because fuck the NHL. Yeah. Because like that would be their like just their nightmare. Their nightmare matchup. No U.S. markets will want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, uh, th- this week on uh, on Puck Soup, they were talking about that, about, like, matchups and stuff for the Stanley Cup final, and they made a good point that, like, the, the NHL has done a really great job showcasing the Oilers and Connor McDavid in the one game they televised in the States this yeah. year. Like, that's insane. How do you not show the best player in the league? Yeah. I don't know. Like, even when they're swinging through the East, like, it doesn't have to be home games in Edmonton. Just, like, you know, they're on one of their Eastern road trips. Like, broadcast a couple of those games. Yeah. Show the world what it's all about. Nope. 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 Brutal. Oh. Next question? Um, I have the next one. Perfect. Uh, it's from Dave at Herky13. He said, forks and knives, sharp side up or down in the dishwasher? Generally sharp side up. I do sharp side down for knives, forks and spoons up. My um, color thing is like built into the door, so I'm not overly worried about stabbing oh. myself in the hand. Yeah, mine isn't. Um, I think if mom, in my parents' dishwasher, if I remember right, like when I was growing up, we put the knives down. Yeah. And if I like washing dishes by hand, I put them in the drying rack, point down. Yeah. But in the dishwasher, just because of where it is, because when I open the door, like the color is lying flat, so like I'm not going to stab myself. That makes so sense. So I'm not overly concerned. I don't really think about it. There you go. Um, Answer. Down. Got another question from uh, Garbage Fire Kels, um, <laughs> which made me laugh. In your professional opinion, fuck, Mary kill, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, and Taylor Hall. Um, I think that's literally, like, the best of all of the world. Because you get all of the things, and when you're tired of them, you just get rid of them. But, like, how could you kill a puppy? Oh, uh, yeah. Because he's kind of a golden retriever. 100%. I was quite proud of myself Just loyal that. to a fault. Loyal? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. That's not even what I meant. No, oh. I don't like it. Get it out of my brain. Um, so, so, so sorry. <laughs> um, why is Troy Brower? Oh, the Fire Festival. We could talk about that for okay, a minute. Okay, I have a good story about okay, that. Let's, okay, let's okay. So in case you haven't heard, Fire Festival was this music festival thing Organized by Ja Rule, which is, like, really Amazing. the first clue that you should have not bought tickets. Um, it was in the Bahamas. Uh, and tickets were between, like, $450 and $12,000. Yeah. And, like, the $12,000 luxury ticket, you got, like, these, like, glamorous accommodations and, like, catered meals yeah. and, like... It was supposed to be, a chance like... to be, like, featured on Instagram. I don't get yeah. that. Whatever. So, when... I hadn't heard about this until you... It told me to look up what it was. And it was, it was on Friday morning. It was on Friday morning on my way to like get ready for PD day. And I I was like, okay, I don't know what the fuck this is. I'll just Google it. So I Googled it. And what I didn't realize is that I Googled Fry Festival and not Fire <laughs> So what comes up for the Fry Festival is this like poetry festival in Moncton every year and it was like that day it was like April 27th to April 29th 2017 I was like 
oh, this is pretty cool. Like, why is she wanting me to look at this? I wonder if it's coming here next year. Like, I'd go to that. Like, and I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't think this is what I want. And I looked down and I was like, oh, you're dumb. You spelled it wrong. <laughs> well, so the fire festival just turned out to be. A garbage fire. A garbage fire. <laughs> of just, like, all of the proportions. Like, it's amazing how bad this thing was. Oh. But, like, it's a festival conceived of and organized by Ja Rule, so, like, I don't know what people expected. Yeah. And there was an amazing, uh, like, op-ed piece written by this woman who was hired to be, like, a, a talent. Oh, yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, And what blew me away is it got to this point where, like, people were not being paid, and finally there was, like, two months later this meeting of everybody together, and she's like, I go to this meeting, and I'm, like, expecting my answers to be given to me. Like, mm-hmm. there was... A lot of promise going into that meeting. And it's led by this, like, marketing bro who's just like, who the fuck cares? Let's just do it and be legends. And I was like, okay, here's your problem. So this is like the James Franco of, like... Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Exactly. White men? It was totally a white guy. Need to stop. Yeah. 100%. And I was like, this is why. Yeah. If you're having thousands of people for a festival, guess what? You need sanitation. Uh, yeah. You need food. Yeah. You, need- you can't put them in FEMA tents when you, like, have <laughs> <laughs> promised glamorous accommodation. No. What oh. did bother me is how some people were saying that they were, like, Bahamian refugees. And I was like, let's be careful with the refugee word here. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, you were dumb enough to pay $10,000 for tickets to this thing. You probably have enough money for Daddy to fly you out. <sighs> Just saying. But then what I didn't understand is they... Their flights kept getting canceled back to Miami. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> maybe this is the start of the purge. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is just like a, a, a really long con. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, people who bought tickets, they're the first victims of the purge. They're just going to stay stranded in the Bahamas forever. Oh, poor them. Or, like, Lord of the Flies style. Like, I don't know which one of those people is going to turn into Piggy is what I really want to know. <laughs> it was so funny to see their tweets. Oh, Especially those ones are like life comes at you fast. Oh, it was like criticizing <laughs> whatever, like refugees, whatever. like whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like help send me. help. I lost my wallet. <laughs> Save me. Oh, oh man, we got another question from Larissa. I remember this too. Do we? Yeah. Um, if you were to be on a reality TV show, which one it be? Which one would it be? And would you win or fail miserably? I would like to say that I could probably be on like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I know it's not really reality. Like reality shows, like competition shows, I'd just be like, I'm out. I don't care. I'd love to be on Amazing Race with Larissa because <laughs> that would be so awesome. Would you guys win? I think we'd do pretty well. We would not do well, and I think she'd agree with this. At the eating things. Right. Like eating weird stuff. And, I'd yeah. just take the two hour penalty and be like, because the first season of Amazing Race Canada, they had to eat whale blubber. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah. And then no, the second gross. season was like this snake delicacy when they were in like Hong Kong or some shit. Yeah. I was like, eh, eh no. And no, thank you. I think um, if, um, oh, I might get a gender question here from Chris. Uh, oh. Perfect. But if I was with Chris on Amazing Race, I don't think we would do as well. No, probably not. You would be that couple that fights all the time. I don't think we would fight all the time. I... No, it wouldn't be that we would fight all the time. I just don't think that we would be able to 
work together as well as me and Larissa would be able to. That's in fair. those, like, high-pressure situations where That's it's like, fair. this is my best friend. I need her to succeed. Not like, this is my husband. I've been on him. <laughs> I've been with this trip for six weeks now, and his voice is making me angry. You know, there's just that different level of pressure, and that affects dynamics differently. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. She really likes, uh, what's that one in the house? Big, Big Brother. Brother. I think Big Brother would be a million times better if they just turned the cameras on and let people run rampant and had no dumb competitions or, like... It'd be like the Stanford experiment. Kind of, but I think it would be way cooler. <laughs> Especially now if they, like, reframed it, now that they've done all the, like, the competitions and whatever, and now they've just, like, sent people into a house for three months. It would be really interesting to see who ended up, like, taking control, like, you know, just sort of yeah. how that works. I think that'd be more interesting, because now it's stupid and boring. It's just too framed and structured for you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm even trying to think of what, of other, uh, what are other reality shows. Survivor? No. I wouldn't be good at that. Um, but yeah, like, for me, it would have to be, like, a game show kind of deal. Something that I can use my trivia knowledge. I feel like it'd be good on Wheel of Fortune, but that's not a reality show. No. It's a game show. I could be okay on Wheel of Fortune because I can spell stuff. Yeah. One of my favorite things on the internet is, like, when people <laughs> spell things wrong when they only have, like, one letter left. And yeah. They just guess. Like a ceiling fan and they say S. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, one of my other favorite internet things is when Gordon Ramsay retweets pictures of food that people tweet at him, and we he's just, about like, caustic that, yeah. about it, and I love it so much. I also love when Alex Trebek makes fun of people for their answers on Jeopardy. Yeah. Like, there's that one good one where he's like, ha, ha, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, because, like, Alex Trebek, he's good, and then, like, when Steve Harvey on Family Feud just looks at people like they've stolen his soul. Oh, God. When they, some of the things that they say. Um... Yeah, that's a thing. So Aaron Kelly asked us a question about draft picks, but I'm going to hang on to that till next week. Because I, yeah, I got nothing. Also, I would like to just um, mention to Larissa that what? she tweeted at us. Uh, she said, oh my god, I didn't know Mike Lawson oh. was Zach Morris. <laughs> and that brought me just so much joy. Because it's, it, to be fair... <laughs> he looks super different. He does look super different. And if you haven't, like, watched anything that he's been in in a while, uh, he doesn't look like Zach Morris at all. Like, when he's clean-shaven, he looks like Zach Morris still. The beard really, the beard really covers that, like, boyish... It does. Because he's still, like, he's 40-something and he still looks like he could be 25. Yeah. But the beard, like add something to that and it, that just made me laugh i know and now i want her to go back and watch it again knowing, knowing that it's that zach morris yeah yeah because it would be great and didn't she tweet that in like all caps she did she all, and all of her mind. and all of her hashtags and stuff what yeah. were the hashtags again? mind blown i can't even what is life bring pitch back like she just kind of yeah okay i've got an answer about gender and babies oh perfect okay. so apparently um <laughs> whatever we learned at work what i learned at work is wrong i'm just gonna i don't even know what chris is saying but it's wrong it's amazing because even just how we answer the question like how we're talking to each other is like so classic our relationship <laughs> I said, how is gender determined in a baby? <laughs> and he said, presence of Y chromosome or not. And I said, yes, but how? <laughs> he said, I'm not understanding your question. <laughs> During meiosis, males split their X and Y chromosomes apart into two separate spermatosa. If the Y chromosome containing sperm gets to the egg first, it will code for androgen testosterone production, which leads to male genitalia and the absence of a uterus, etc. So it has nothing to do with how fast they swim, really. No. And it has nothing to do with gravity. It's which sperm ends up in there. Yeah. So out of the however many million, you were first. Just remember that. 
on those days that you feel and like a like loser. Tens and hundreds of millions. Yeah, like however many there are, you won. That makes me like real sad for. I'm the winner of my sperm. <laughs> Not just, my sperm. <laughs> but just oh imagine, God. like, just imagine, like, what the other options could be. Like, how, you know what I mean? Like, how much worse could it be? It could be. <laughs> what? Right? You know? Uh, well, I blame my dad for my awful feet. Thanks for that, dad. Um, <laughs> and my weird long fingers. Um, one other question that didn't come. It's a question that I asked out um, to Puck Soup, but here's a question for you that I want your answer to. Okay. What narrative about the NHL needs to just die a fiery death? I think we talked about this before, haven't we? Because I said uh, sports are war. No. <laughs> and Aww. cancer in the room. Locker room cancer. That's. I just feel like there was a lot of discussion this week about like, um, Joe Thornton like playing on a, on torn ligaments and stuff like, yeah. like after the sharks were eliminated and like who cares like he can do whatever he wants yeah but also like yeah he's gonna play yeah of course like whatever doesn't matter um, but I think if I could banish one word from the lexicon talking about hockey uh, it would be men. compete <laughs> well men maybe yeah um, <laughs> well that's for compete another week compete is a no compete uh yeah, he's got a lot of compete. No, he doesn't. Mm. I don't. That's not a thing. That's that. That's a nonsense. That's sentence. just. That's like in that scene in Easy A when her mom is just like making up words. Oh yeah. And she's like movie. nunt. <laughs> she's like those aren't words. Those are just sounds. Yeah. I feel like when I hear the word compete in the in that context, it's just sounds. And I feel like that, especially in the Oilers, didn't that start with uh either McTavish maybe or, or low a lot of compete. A compete level. Yeah, it's not. There's no competitiveness or a level of competition or the no. effort that we're pu- putting forth, which admittedly in those times was like but tragically low. It's not a noun; it's a verb. Oh God, I hate that as well. Grammar time. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So that's that. Um. For thank yous, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess, um, again, I wrote that eulogy for the sharks. Um, which was so fun to read. Which you can find on Puck Daddy. Um, it was super fun. And some people commented on it and were like... Um, Don't bring up that douche. It was really funny. It made me laugh, like, uh, kind of uproariously. Um, so my comment on Twitter was, never read the comments, I know, but this made me laugh for a lot of reasons. And the comment was... Hopefully, Megan is better at cleaning dishes than insulting the other team. Oh, and I hate the Sharks. I'm so happy they lost. What a sad attempt to insult. My nine-year-old could have written a better article. Is Megan related to Greg? I I think I know Hockey Wyshynski, because they both are terrible at hockey articles. I want the few minutes of my life back you wasted when I read this. Can you also advise what college, if any, that Megan went to so I know where not to send my kids? I'm going to assume Megan is super hot, and that is why she's terrible at writing insults, and she was hired solely based on looks. I laughed at about 19 things in that. I thought it, I thought it was really funny because first of all, motherfucker, I got three <laughs> university degrees. All of them involve writing. I'm way better than you are. You wrote like seventeen sentence fragments. And guess what? There's not in there a unifying effect, motherfucker. That is true. There's no coherent <laughs> voice. I feel like four people wrote that. Maybe they're all mine. I don't know. Um, I I wasn't really trying to super insult the sharks because like I love Patrick Marlowe so much that I just couldn't shit on them. I couldn't do it. And it was. 
do you understand what a eulogy is? Yeah, like, and I get that. Like, the, I read the one. I read the one for the Wild. It was good, and I know the one for the Oilers is just gonna be savage as fuck. As Stace is just gonna like rip us yeah. apart, and rightfully so. Um, and that's fine. But like, I didn't feel the need to be mean about it. No, I thought it was very clever. Yeah, it was. Um, and maybe you're too stupid to get some of the jokes. I think that was part of the problem. I think so. Because like. If you know, like, there's some good deep cuts in there. Mm-hmm. Like, really good ones. Amazing ones. Yeah. I, and I mean, I'm saying that as the writer, but, like... Uh, so but also, mean... like... you Nobody made you read it. I didn't send it to you and be like, hey, read this yeah. and tell me what you think. And you knew exactly what it was when yeah. you started reading it. And I had, like, what he felt were insults in there were actually compliments? Yeah, I'm actually really good at washing the dishes. So I don't know if you know that. Because you know why? Because I don't like dirty dishes. Imagine and like, that. yeah, everyone should be good at washing dishes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next. Thanks. Thanks for that. Like, and I realized that I was an attempt at like a, at, at, at like a gendered insult. A misogyny joke? Um, but, like, but like, it didn't work. Didn't land. Sorry, buddy. No. I'm really and sorry. Like, that sucks for you. And if, if you're implying that you have a nine-year-old, um, like, does that mean you have a child? <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that right if that I'm just leaving that right there. <laughs> okay. Just anyway, oh, okay. I, I just thought it was really funny. Because yeah. um, usually, like when I get stuff from people um, online, like there's always like trepidation. It was funny because like I published the thing and I was like, oh god, people are gonna read it and then they're gonna say shitty things. But for the most part, people were pretty nice. Yeah. Which is good. Um, but I wasn't trying to be a dick about it. No. Um, also, like last week when the Oilers won their series against the Sharks, I wrote like. Hey guys, don't burn stuff, okay? On Twitter, because like, of course, in 06 there was burning. And then someone responded with, don't worry, we will be classier than you are being now. And I was like, but people burn things last. I was just like giving some advice. Yeah, that guy's a dick. Yeah, it was very strange. It was a very... That's a very... That person is being very defensive. And that says a lot more about that person than it does. Maybe they burned stuff last time around. Maybe they did. Then maybe that's what happened. Um... Yeah, I don't have any thank yous. Thanks, Davis, for making our logo. Thank you, Davis. Thank you, Larissa, for questions. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, for questions. Yeah. We'll be better next time, probably. When it's not so early in the morning. It's not early on a Sunday morning. Oh, God, the worst thing ever. Yeah. It was a terrible idea. And we really usually have a lot more time to prep for this. Yeah. This During week was a little insane at work. And the PD day really screwed that up. It so. really did. So that we was, apologize for this incoherent yeah. rambling. Yeah. Although it's been almost the same amount of time. The same amount of time. It's like almost two hours. I know. And my computer uh, still has 431 hours and 18 minutes of storage space. So <laughs> expect my, more Taylor Hall next. It's my favorite continuing. Joke. There you go. Well, it's good. Eventually we'll run out and then we'll have to make a decision. <laughs> so what we're gonna do? Um. Yeah. Get so, a new computer. <laughs> or delete some of the audio. Just delete it from existence. Um. Yeah, so that's all. Yeah, thanks, Davis, for the logo, and mm-hmm. uh, thanks for like listening to us. Mm-hmm. Those of you that do, we do super appreciate it. We really do. Because um, there's like a lot of things you could do with your time. Yeah, and you've chosen to, <laughs> to spend, spend that time with us. With us, which is strange. Is so strange because I don't know why we would <laughs> like. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, no, we we're super... complimented by it. Thank we you. are very much. We're also like. Both of us are terrible at taking compliments. Yeah. Like, it's just not... It doesn't work very well. No, we're really bad at it. So you can find us on iTunes. And, uh, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Um, and we have a website. 
where we put show notes and links to what we've talked about and that usually is up on the same day that the if the show goes up yeah if the show goes up i'm a little bit slow on that i should have done it ahead of time but again i'm terrible at this and we're just figuring it out we're just figuring, we're learning and that's garbagefirepod.wordpress.com yeah yeah and you can find us on twitter at garbagefirepod mm-hmm. and uh you can send us an email at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com yeah you can find me on the twitter at meg14 and i'm at garbagefirekels And that's all we got for this week. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you all in the dumpster. See ya.